There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Ryan Kelly Morning After on KPNT-FM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. 707 in St. Louis, you're listening to the Ryan Kelly Morning After. We are in the Michelob Ultra Studios. Mugging ass St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Elvin Vaughn, Kenneth Iggy Strode, The Plowhawk, and Action Jackson with you on the program. Come on in because this is the final time, Doug, we will all be in studio together until, mm-hmm. as far as I know, July 17th. Next Thursday. Really? Oh, that's right. You're going on vacation. Oh, that's that. right. You're going on well, a Well, I'm trip. doing the show from there. Yet another so vacation. God bless it. Does anybody here work? But I'm doing, I have to do the show from there. That's not even a vacation if I, you got to work from there. Yeah, well, you got to do what you got to do. Well, so. not if it's a vacation. It's a vacation. Well... well Oh, Plowhawk. Plowhawk is handling questions for me. Plowhawk, go ahead. Uh, Doug, I have my representation. I think for Tim, I think he is just fine doing the show. A lot of advertising issues. You would have to record a lot of spots for the week and a half. I didn't know. But we like doing the show. I think Tim's fine with it. And he has his whole afternoon. I uh, probably like do an hour or so per day. This is kind of what the plan is per uh, conversations with our programming and sales department. Not a big deal. Point being, Doug, you are out tomorrow, mm-hmm. Thursday, and Friday as you are going to go visit the wonderful people at St. Louis Hair Restoration. Oh, I can't wait That's to see what heading. this looks like a year from now, Bill. Well, you won't recognize me, probably. Nice. No, they say it, it takes a full year for it to grow out, but you start to see things usually within three months, nice. six months. It's not an instant nice. process, of course. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and if you're Someone that has uh, battled your hair issues your whole life. You know, you only live once. You might as well take care of it if it bothers you, if you're tired of wearing a hat, if you don't want to commit yourself to shaving your head your whole life. You know, some people are absolutely fine with that, but other people uh, lose some of their confidence and just would like to look their absolute best. And you can. There's a guy right here in town, Dr. Polinga, who's one of the absolute best in the country. He can take great care of you, as, I, as I'm sure he's going to do with me. St. Louis Hair Restoration is the name of the business. Go to their website, St. Louis uh, STL. Yes, it is, stlouishairrestoration.com. And look at some of the before and after pictures. It's really remarkable, some of the work they are doing. They're going to give me the FUE procedure. Yeah where they take some of the, the follicles from the side and the back of your hair and they move it to where you're thin. And, uh, boy, you, you, when you see some of these people, what they've, the transformation that they've gone through is just absolutely incredible. Jackson's going to do it, too. Yeah, we've got the uh, finasteride work in, the laser cap, put that on for about six minutes. Can night. you wear the hat in here one day? Sure. I'd Would you really? To, I'd love to see it. Probably, I mean, 
It's really easy. It's that doesn't look so that silly. You just put it on for six minutes. You know, nice. it's not like I'm going out to the bar wearing it. <laughs> Wheelhouse. You know, it's just something you put on your head. I bet you could rent it out. <laughs> Turn it into a moneymaker. <laughs> yeah, now, Doug, not? are you going to be maybe the poster child a year from now? You got this full lush head of hair, and you got another guy coming in, and they show the pamphlet of Mr. Doug Vaughn yeah. of. Look at you him signed your I image in NIL. Do you sign? Yeah, you're gonna be a before and yeah. after uh, guy. I, I I think so. That'd be awesome. I think that's, that's, uh, your, one that's of the them. hope. One of it looks so good that you're before and after. You know, you're feeling yeah. good. By next year's dough, then we're gonna be looking real good. Mm, yeah. and they can work on any any age or any hair situation you've got. They've got solutions for just about everything. There it is. It's St. Louis Hair Restoration. That's where Doug will be. Uh, tomorrow and then uh, in the recovery mode on Thursday and Friday. KG and O-Town will be in on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday as he is almost every time one of us is uh, out, at least uh, uh, I think that's the case. Jackson, is that the case? I, hell, I don't know. I mean, ideally, you know, sometimes he cannot make it in. But, yeah, when yeah. one of us is out, it's easier to have him come in. He's a hell of a fill, uh, fill, filling guy. What was that? <laughs> I was, I was going to say part-time and filling. I kind of yeah. got mix in between. Well, we're just getting warmed up this morning. That's right, Doug. Takes a few minutes for the show to hit <laughs> Hell of a part-time fill-in. He's right, darn near full-time. Like yeah, right darn near full-time. Like no, he's comes in when we need him. Social media, whiz. Yeah. I mean, he, him and Lauren are becoming fast friends. Oh, are they? Jack. Yeah. Did a taste test video. Yeah. So yeah. a challenge. I heard they're spending quite a bit of time together while they're, while they're here. Well, she tweeted out, I'm a Coke girl. And, and I was like, what? And then the video was underneath, and then it was, okay. Because it looked a little weird, yeah. just the tweet with that. But, yeah, the video, great. Yeah, yeah, he's done some great work with Learn. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get a rise out of him. I don't know why you expect me to be mad about that. It's stupid. <clears throat> Uh, let's see. A lot of people are loaded for bear, Doug. They, they, I mean, they, 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 they wait for the music to start, and then they fire in the text into the EDF group uh, text inbox. Engineer Design Facilities is now going forward as the EDF group dot com. And you can text in to our EDF group uh, text inbox. 314-881-TMA5. Now store that in your phone oh. and become a friend of the feather. Okay. Uh, EDF group, the most experienced data center and critical facilities service provider in the St. Louis market. Check out that newly revamped website, the EDF group.com. And take a look at each of the three divisions they have to offer. EDF Group is your one throat to choke for all your critical facilities. Data center, commercial, fire alarm, and electrical and IT infrastructure needs. To contact the EDF Group, email fire at theedfgroup.com. Experience the EDF Group difference and learn more at theedfgroup.com. Mr. Licks has been very active to start. What's he saying? I've never seen Learn smile like that before with any other coworker. Happy for KG making his mark. He is my king. That's yeah. from Mr. Licks. I think she's finally found a coworker who's almost a soulmate. It feels, it, yeah. It really gelled well, and I know she's been looking for that. Feels like maybe in another life that could have been the it couple in St. Louis. I think so, yeah. Uh, get off of Twitter, Plowsy. My kids can't hear that kind of language. That's from There Have Been Fingers. Oh, no. What are you saying on Twitter? What did I what, say what, on yeah, Twitter? Do you, have a, do you have a take this morning? I don't know. Let me get on in the Twitter tweets. I, I think people are talking about yesterday, talking about the F-bomb, and that came from, I think, the computer. So oh. I listened back to the clip, and I did not hear it. I heard oh, a this video. Is what, I, this is what JV golf coach 
sent in. Correct. And I think they put it on the fan page. I don't know if they deleted it on the fan page, but I listened to it and Tony, I did just you see couldn't... it on the fan page. KG and O Town texted no. me the timestamp, so I wanted to make sure if it was something I needed to. So to recap, out. the audience, Doug. We're doing the program. Right. A wonderful program. Well, sure it is. It is. You've been doing it uh, for 16 years, and you say it feels like, like, a, like, like a month because it's just flown it, by. It feels like 100 years. I've been doing it since July of 2004. Uh, Nickel was the original board operator, Martin Kilcoin, Jimmy the Cat Hayes, and then eventually we got a producer by the name of Prod Joe, who at the time mm-hmm. was cutting lawns in Atlanta. Right. But then he made the move to join us here in St. Louis. And uh, many friends of the Feather have run that board. Many friends of the Feather, less amount, but have produced the program. And uh, really only a handful of people have hosted the program in those 20 years. Yesterday, to bring you now up to speed, the JV golf coach who is in the mix for uh, emailer of the month brought to you by Design Air, uh, although Buck Swope has, has clinched it this month, but he's usually right there. Doesn't have a win this month. No, doesn't have a win this doesn't. month. And so maybe he wanted to throw a Hail Mary. And he started off his email by saying that the Plowhawk was on Twitter watching videos. We can't see it over here. Can't. No. And I get, can the listeners see your computer, Plowhawk? I, I don't know. I don't think so. But I don't know if that's the same size of screen that I'm looking at that's on YouTube. Let me see. I you just popped I mean? up the YouTube. Oh, there's no way you can see your screen. Oh, is there's it? A, there's oh, just a rogue know. chair in the corner that you can see. No, yeah, that's an extra chair if we need it. Um, and so I begin reading the, e- the email, and he says that you were playing a video, and there was an F-bomb, and... Well, I wasn't playing a video. I think I was scrolling, and then, like, as I was stopping, I think the video played. For just a second. For, I, I mean, it, it literally maybe a half second. I don't. I it didn't even a, notice it at the time. Yeah. It was a good email, but you said it wasn't true, and therefore, because I thought you were going to file a slander suit, I couldn't vote for that no. which would be slanderous. No. But then, as it turns out, a clip of the video and a number of emails came into our... Uh, Hubbard email inbox that are sent to listener or not by the listeners. Oh, and that the yeah, I blocked those. I didn't get this happen. I don't have a blocking. Well, I blocked one guy, and it happened to block the entire. So as you watch the video, you can tell I react to hearing a sound, but I don't know what it is. I kind of in the back of my mind just assume it's Iggy's phone. Anytime I hear like a rogue Mm -hmm. sound in the middle of you and me talking about something. Well, I immediately look at the board to make sure it wasn't me, and I just happened to pot the PC pot down just in case. So I I noticed maybe like I thought it was just a phone or something, but I wanted to make sure on my end it wasn't. And typically Twitter videos do not play. They start off on mute mode. You actually have to click the video to get access to the sound. Typically, that's how it works. Well, yeah. So, therefore, I don't know if the JV golf coach will be able to uh, be sued for slander because he may have been correct, Doug. He could have been. And I might owe the JV golf coach an apology. I wouldn't apologize. and, uh, And say, JV golf coach, you may have been correct, although I can't tell what was said. I could just tell that I reacted to something, but I just... When I'm in the middle of a live reader, we're talking, and Iggy's phone goes off. It, it's happened so much that you kind of yeah. don't necessarily. Oh, it don't happen that often. It, it doesn't. Don't. You say it doesn't happen I mean, that often. And if it was the F word, and again, I listen back and I can't tell. It's not the full word, and it could be anything. Like that's not an FCC violation. Now, uh, the, my PC pot should always be down. Doug, PC pot should yeah, always be down. Pot it down. 
Um, but nonetheless, I, I don't see the big issue with it. I will say JV Golf Coach brought it up, and I didn't even notice it in terms of, like, it being any issue. So bravo to him to be, you know, intently listening to the show. All right, we have a number of texts uh, on the topic. I'd like to take <coughs> over Plowsy's case, so you have representation now. That's fine. And I believe what my client is trying to say is he was checking his work email, and an ad popped up, as they are known to do. Mm. No, I like, Arbor Day. I, I'm one to admit that I like to look at Twitter. You never know breaking news. Again, this is kind of like... <clears throat> I mean, it, it's a news source we're, into a sense. Too. I wouldn't say else. I wouldn't go Thank that you, far, Doug. Doug. But I am saying it is important to at least be up to date on breaking things and right. breaking news. But there are a ton of stupid things on Twitter, like videos and posts that are completely pointless. So you're I've scrolling that. past that. This is just so happened to stop the scrolling. Yeah. We are talking about something or something, and like it stopped on the video. You were searching for news. You're a news hound. I, I agree with I'm that. not going to use, and I'm not saying Iggy's using his email as an excuse, but I'm not going to use like a, an excuse to say, oh, it's definitely not my fault. No. I, pro- I mean, but I don't think the F word was in play. No. Doug, uh, Josh Bob Bill shares a building with Keisha Gray in Tampa, and he has <laughs> sent in a screenshot of the app and the exact moment when it takes place Doug, did you say it was segment one, 1741 yeah, or two? Say, I know yeah. KG and O-Town texted me the timestamp as well. Well, he would know because he keeps a sharp eye on things. Uh, 1740-ish of segment one on the podcast. There you go. Is what uh, KG okay. and O-Town said. So has the JV golf coach now countersued on what was initially a slander suit filed? And, and will he be countersuing? I, well, I didn't bleep it out. Because it didn't sound like, like it would have sounded weird just to put a, a bleep into the middle of a conversation. Yeah. Like it didn't, it wasn't enough for me to warrant a, uh, you know, an apology to JV Golf Coach, Coach or to edit it either. But there was a scent, there was a noise. So I, I commend him for that. Cause I, like I said, all five of us on the dais, I don't think even heard it or even thought of anything that's an issue. And when you read so. the email, I didn't even know what he was talking about. Yeah, I, again, I, just I, slanderous. I just thought it was slanderous. Yeah. I thought we were going to be dealing with litigation. So, so I don't think we need litigation because I think he did hear something. Now, what you hear may, you know, it di- differentiate from person to person. I just didn't think it warranted a bleep. Have you been um, called on the carpet by the legal people at Hubbard? I, I have not, and I would love to state my case if I do. Love no, John Kialki, love okay. Tommy Matter. I think I'm doing that right now, Tim, as I'm just trying to no. <laughs> state that, you know, it was all in good fun, and I did not mean to do anything if I no. did anything. Um, and, you know, that's my apology, I guess. Uh, Plowboy immediately denying it happened from a credible emailer like the JV golf coach is the core issue, Doug. Do you, what, mm. what emailers do you consider to be critical? Well, he, I, haven't, I haven't come across any yet. I love JV golf coach. And again, I already, I just stated 30 seconds prior that, you know, I commend him for listening to the show because he was correct on the, the sound of it. And even said about Tim's reaction to it, I just thought it was like, he must have really dug deep into this because he saw your instant reaction to it. Yeah, the so. video, you can see my reaction, but I'm looking around like, what was that? Yeah. Now, I understand if you were in the audience and you see uh, an eight-second clip, then you go, well, it's as clear as day. Uh, Doug, as you know, and you'd like the show to start going five hours, actually. Uh, yes, I, impossible. put in a request. <laughs> Earlier, too. That, that uh, we're on the air for three hours here, and Jackson and I um, with another hour, and then do a podcast. You're, you had two sound stories yesterday. I have one today. So while it might seem uh, difficult to comprehend on the, in, on the listening side, we hear a lot of things throughout the course of the program. 
if I would have heard the F word, as you might imagine, I would have gone, oh, I don't know what that was, but we need to drop out of that. Mm -hmm. So I heard something, but I did not hear the F word. Um, And I still actually haven't heard it just because I haven't gone to listen to it, but I've seen the video clip where you can tell I reacted to a sound, but I've been reacting to sounds for 20 years, 20 Hall of Fame years, as you call it. And I think in my I 10 years, I'm very, I don't know if it's liberal or conservative with the dump button, meaning I dump anything that may be close. Let's just say that. that conser- okay. Err on the side of caution. Always, always. So if I were to hear something as well, my instant reaction is, oh, that's my job on the line. I'm probably going to dump this. You know, of all the stupid, offensive things that are said on this show, that little bleep of audio is about the it, least thing I would I think I'm with you. concerned I, about. Especially after I heard it, look at listening back, I said, yeah. okay, um, I don't know if that's an issue. But I'm appreciative. It was a good email. Still wouldn't have got the win, I don't think. But there's no slander suit that's going to be uh, taken. Uh, JV Golf Coach has just issued a statement. Uh, so, uh, here, this, this just came through. I will not be countersuing. I love TMA and I love you all. I'm sorry for stirring the pot. Plowsy is a good dude and there are no hard feelings. That's from the JV golf coach. So Doug, uh, there won't be a countersuit. So his feelings were not hurt by a half second little audio blurb. And I love JV golf coach and I am not hurt by the, anything about the email. I'm glad I won't break kind of a funny topic. Again, what are we 24 minutes into the show? So that it, it kind of getting us. You know, a portion of the show wrapped up with the topic as well. So good for JB. Yeah, Galco. well, let's not counter sue him for his refusal to counter sue us. No. Nice. Nice. I think we can all it's end this amicably, uh, still be friends, mm-hmm. and uh, moving forward, we'll do better. Hunchback of On Castle says if there's nothing wrong with the audio, then why not replay it? Thanks, Hunchback of On Castle. Well, because I, I I didn't pull the, I didn't think it was an audio clip that we needed to pull. Again, here on the side of caution. Yeah, like why replay it? Even if it's half it of the f word, again, that's not an FCC violation. But again, you don't want to keep playing that over the air no. just to kind of. We have too. You're kind of. Yeah, you're hanging like a piece of meat in front of like a caged animal. Eventually, sure. he's going to grab your arm. Yeah. So let's just. Let's you not. don't see the issue with an FCC violation? It's clear no management listens to the show because Plow can't do his job right. Oh. Does things almost weekly that are moronic. Plowboy trying to justify his F up instead of just saying I messed up is 100% Plowboy. And Doug, you know who that's coming from? Whoever it is, blocking the big, big old, old fan. fan. <laughs> I'm actually kind of a fan of the big old fan. That's funny as hell. <laughs> oh, I don't care. They're oh, he's going supposed to be calling in. Is he called in? Is he on? He's not on. They'll put you on blast. There's always going to be people like the big old fan, but that's kind of funny. I don't know weekly if I do dumb, dumb things or moronic <laughs> things or whatever, but, yeah, I occasionally surprise myself sometimes. Right. But this is not that time. Uh, guys, we all know there's no such thing as FCC violations on HD2. That's from Uncle Cucker. Does the commission, Doug, as you call it, do they not regulate HD2, well, HD3? Are the fines, we, like, cut into, like, half? I if we go out over the air, then they would. Yeah, right? Like the anything signal's in over, the air, yeah. so the FCC would. I'm very confident. If it's, so. I, I believe I, it's, if it's Internet only, it wouldn't be FCC. No. But if it's going out it's over YouTube, the airwaves, you you want. it would be. Now, if nobody listened on HD2 yesterday, then nobody heard it. Well, so why don't we, there you go. That's actually so counting if on no list, one listening. If you listen on HD2 okay. yesterday, let us know. If nobody says they listened, then nobody listened. So we have a, no problem. Well, the guy was listening. That's why he heard what he heard. <laughs> maybe, maybe, golf coach. maybe listen to it on the podcast, though. Maybe didn't listen to it on the air. Oh. Uh, multiple buddies of mine said they heard the F word. Why are the two producers 
like teenage girls always scrolling social media. You can act like a man! Oh, Doug, that comes gosh. from Scooter. Scooter. But How often do you see me scrolling instant internet? It's again, scrolling instant I'm internet? super conservative with the dump button. I mean, we had, or is it liberal? We've just, we, we've had situations even at Hubbard where people are thrown F-bombs and S-bombs, and I'm immediate yeah. to the dump button. Mm. I don't know what the advantage is of me hearing it, but not dumping it. Again, I'm, I'm just really confused by right. by that. If everybody heard it, and we, but we somehow didn't, it's just really weird. Why would I, I just, I don't know. I didn't think it need dumped. I listened back, and I still think, think it need bleeped out, but I will go in and bleep it out today. Don't, will you? so annoyed. Yeah, because okay. that weekend skeleton will have Monday plan at Can't have it on again. 9 a.m. No. Yeah, 9 a.m. Monday will be. Blame what? Twitter. They're the one who said it. <laughs> yeah. You go with the bad tactic. Yeah. Though. I wonder what happened. I don't know what accidental because, I mean, you can, I've dropped an F-bomb before. On the air? Yeah. Live on the air? I think you've done one. Yeah, we were doing the uh, Alfie Barnrat thing and you kept picking guys and I had to stay with Barnrat and I just dropped an F-bomb. I said, I'll take the effing guy. Oh. Um, We dropped it, but accidental. Didn't mean to do it. Like the Cardinals one time, they were, they, (laughs) I think it was KSDK. I don't want to, maybe, it was one of the, one of the TV stations. I think, and maybe the post, I don't remember so long ago, but they were doing an interview in the locker room and you saw a guy's bare butt walk behind him. Mm-hmm. Can they get in trouble for that? It wasn't their fault that some naked guy walked when they were doing mm-hmm. an interview. What about the grab him, grab him by the pee guy? That was live on air. That station, and again, this is not an example because it was me. It was a video point. Like, it, it, this is, I'm just asking, just in general, if that station warranted for a. Uh, uh, a fine because somebody goes up on air live and says the P word. I believe the answer is yes. That's insane. Because that is insane. A few years ago, we got the speech that I don't know if the rules had changed or whatever, but stations stopped doing live shots in bars, like during big sporting events or something. To. They'd go there and there'd be a big crowd and they'd interview a couple. What do you think about the game? And and we were told that if somebody does curse, it could cost the station, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars in FCC funds. Is that right, Bill? Even though it was our station and we didn't do it, if it gets on, you can still get that fine. Oh, it happened so I, believe, I believe, yes, you are liable. It happened with, um, they were doing, it was audio, but you know how the Cardinals always play the music afterwards, and somebody was playing rap and they're doing an interview and you hear F-bombs left yeah. and right. Dude, that, they, it, when we were on the show during the time at 590, um, and Kirkwood, that was they started doing that a ton. The ping pong, remember when the ping pong thing oh, was yeah. big? Yeah. And they were blaring music, right. blaring music the Vile entire music. like did Vile, it on purpose. Vile. Vile. I, I, I believe if the FCC cited you upon appeal, you could make a pretty good case that it wasn't your people that did it, and you, you probably could get off of the fine. What about copy- as opposed to just having one of your reporters blurt it out? What about copyright infringement? If you play more than thirty seconds of the song in the interview. And it goes out over the air. What's the copyright issue there? Did that artist get? Uh, probably not, because stations pay a fee for the right to use music. Okay. Ask App. Yeah, that's the name of it. Uh, I didn't hear an f bomb yesterday, but I did hear David Pasternak is retiring. Can't remember a player hanging it up right after signing a ninety million dollar deal. Doug, <laughs> that's Allen. He's in Dadeville Could at the moment. Could easily happen. He got a call from me yesterday. He called me and said, "Yeah, thanks, buddy. I was going to retire, but you broke that news. Now I'm not." Yeah. It's the absolute prime. He's in his prime right now. Well, One of the best players in so the NHL. So is Barry Sanders. Sandy Koufax. Jim Brown. It's happened. Yep. And Andrew we broke Ruff? that story yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
Art yeah. McGuire left a few million on the table. Yes, he did, like $30 million. Andrew Luck left like $150 million on the table, yeah. at least. The so, fact that your producers are so lazy and competent that the show is actually forced to have an entire segment explaining away their laziness and incompetence only proves why this is the best HD2 show in the market. Don't ever change, you useless morons. Doug, that's from John Lithgow's Harry Henderson. My only, like, rebuttal for that is, like, what's lazy about what I did? I went out of my way. Thanks to KG and O-Town, by the way, for saving me about 10 minutes trying to find exactly right. where that clip was. But I went back and listened to it. Like, that's not really lazy. That's actually taking initiative, wanting to make sure that no issue was going to arise from this half-second clip. Mm-hmm. That's not lazy. That's not a bad worker. Things happen. These people are perfect, apparently. I just want to go to their jobs one day. Here, right over one the shoulder. day and text into their damn boss every second and go, this dude's a moron. Yeah. He does idiotic things every week. Light him I up. can't wait to light this dude up <laughs> on right. your social media page. Let him have Tag it. your company. Mm-hmm. Like These people like love wrecking job, people's job because it's funny. And leave Jackson right, out of That's crazy to me, bro. Who was that that said that? Uh, there have been a lot that have uh, come leave in. Jackson that was John Lithgow's very Jackson is, uh, Jackson he's amazing. She said producers, and I'm not a producer. Oh, it's 100% so not on Jackson. So, he's been talking about Jackson, too, if he was plural. Jackson, would you like to issue a statement? I'm going to remain silent on this whole oh, Very smart. Situation. Very smart. He will, uh, he will comment in the deposition. Right, yeah. Well, you You'll hear to. me when I have to talk. Well, when you're on almost three hours straight live in a high-pressure situation. This is high-pressure. From time this to time, co- things are going to go wrong. This is a competitive industry. Oh, We're God. up against some of the oh, best HD2 shows in the country. Right. This is the Thunderdome. <laughs> and we are HD2, the speculator. That's so correct. we're going to say things that we don't know are true or not. We're simply speculating. Speculating on retirement. I can't wait. What are we now? 33 minutes into this. I did not know this would be a topic. Fun. Well, there's a there's a full video breakdown, um, <laughs> Doug, uh, on uh, on TMA fan page. And really? I know you were studying it last night. I wasn't. What a sewer. To me, the whole thing <laughs> is kind a of a, sewer, it's kind of a giant nothing burger, isn't it? I... I agree, but I kind of, I love the listeners, so the, these are the types of things that maybe annoy me at the time, or we're going to look back and kind of cherish these moments and appreciate the listeners' involvement. Cherish. So when we sit around I'm the not, hearth at Christmas time. That's correct. I'm not going to grill this. and kill them because it's kind of funny and kind of similar to like the Sinbad <laughs> yeah. hour or like, where the Sinbad network, mm-hmm. that got annoying, but again, it's kind of funny. Right. So. I think we'll let them just roll. But during the Yuletide season, when we're gathered around the fire with our Christmas sweaters and our cocoa, we'll look back (laughs) and enjoy this moment. Is that what you're saying? I wouldn't say enjoy it fondly, but we're going to laugh at it nonetheless. Uh, Let's see. We haven't heard this plowsy since organizing the Drops Gate. That's from Zach's wife, Gummy. What's the Drops Gate? How big a bite did you just take of that damn donut? I thought nobody would notice. Boy, that was a huge bite. It really was a big The carcass that's left behind. Right. What is that, Paul? Just a carcass of dough. Carcass of dough. A honey bun. (laughs) But uh, I think Dropgate was when I was explaining that it's more difficult to find drops efficiently during like a 10, 15 second topic. And so you use Mm -hmm. clip that off. I use a little bit of both. I've clipped that off. I've go to drops. 
My funny part about that was, oh, Steadman could just roll it with ease. And he could, but there was 150 drops. There it was 10, a younger thou- time in the show's there history. There 10,000 drops. I have primitive era. I have, like, yeah, I have seriously 1,000 times more drops to sift through. Not 1,000, 1,000 times more drops. Well, would it like. make sense to so trim what's some the of those, to have, to have fewer drops? No, it's, I like having them. But to say you wanted to hear this specific drop at that specific time is saying, oh, I'll listen to the all-day segment, and uh, I didn't hear this specific segment that I really wanted to hear. Well, that's not my fault. I didn't know you wanted to hear that one. And also, it's not as easy to find. I think Uh, that was the one. Big uh, news here. Plowboy, uh, Warson Woods Wacko, is doubling down on his efforts to... Uh, hire you. As you know, he has uh, been very aggressive in this campaign. Very nice guy. Uh, Plowboy, I think the time is perfect to make the break from being a poor radio producer <laughs> to having to spend time trying to figure out who to bring to member guest and or which part of Florida to live in. The spot is available for you. That's mm. from the Warsome Woods Wacko. There it is. The uh, the recruiting pitch is in now from the Warsome Woods Wacko. One of my favorite humans still waiting for that Greenskeeper membership day invite. Yeah. From the Wacko, because I would love to get a chance to <laughs> stripe show that Algonquin just one more time. And who's moving to Florida, him or you? I don't know what that meant. I think he... What part of Florida would you move to? I don't know enough about Florida. I think I would want to hang out with your son, John. Oh, he would. I no, think uh, he's, in Tampa Town. he's in Winsville. Or, I mean, I mean, Greg, forgive me. I'd like to hang out and with John, he shares John a building too. with Keisha Gray, too? No. I, I, would like, I wouldn't want a building, but I think the Tampa area would be fun. I'd still need a nightlife. I'd still want some vibe with me. I don't want to be yeah. remote island type oh, Florida. Old people. Old you don't people. Want the, I, I kind of want to. You don't want the villages. The villages. <laughs> if you have big hit the villages. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to go to the villages? Because well, for my age. Retirement community. For my age. sex. Well, they're, they're old enough to be Plowsy's grandparents. That's not the sex I'm looking for in Tampa when I'm 35. I'm 34 currently, but... Yeah. Like Kramer and Seinfeld, he moved to the retirement village and he was killing it. Yeah. God, what a great episode that was. I, I suppose you could if that was your thing. But I think Tampa, being centrally located, obviously being by that great stadium there... Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, no, you got it. You, you beautiful, got it. beautiful ballpark. You, you walk in there and you go, wow, this is just like the Dome. And that's when you know you, you kind of have one of the, <laughs> the best stadiums. Yeah. Uh, guys, this cross-examiner has concluded Jackson 100% heard the F word. That's from the Hunchback of Castle. I really don't think anybody heard the F word. And if Jackson-, Jackson and I were talking about it during a commercial break on Balloon Party, and I know that neither one of us heard it. And I didn't. Doug and I were talking, and I don't believe Iggy heard it either. So. I heard nothing. I didn't hear a sound. No. Yeah, I heard a sound. But I, I heard a sound, it. but I don't know what it was said. Right. And right. if Jackson heard it, I mean, Jackson's a due diligent dude. Like he cares about his job and the show. Um, and so if he did hear it, the first thing he would do probably during Bloom Party go, "Hey, would you go bleep that out?" Or yeah. he would have already bleeped it out before he went to the podcast. Am I correct on that, Jackson? Yeah. I don't I mean, think he would hide that from me to try to be nice. I think he would get on the forefront. And I want him to. I do just, that I just well. heard a noise and I looked around. And I was like, "Oh, no one said anything." So I guess I didn't know what was said. But. Yeah. If I thought it was an f bomb, I would have dropped that immediately. Mm-hmm. So that's my thing. Is like I think people think I heard it and I was too embarrassed to dump it. I don't know what the. I, I don't know what to say about it. Yeah, none, of it. none of us have been doing radio that long, so we hear an F-bomb. We don't say anything. <laughs> we just let it go. Boom. Mm. Guys, Wacko strikes me as a 30A guy. He would fit in with the Hoosiers living off of popcorn shrimp at whatever chain restaurant they have down there that is essentially an Applebee's on the beach. Mm. That's from Mr. Licks, who doesn't sound fond of 30A. <laughs>
they've they must have not have not met Miss uh, Orson Woods Wacker. That dude is elite. You know, not I only would, is he a human being, but I'm sure he uh, he could go to wherever he pleases. I wouldn't mind an Applebee's on the beach. When you're at the beach, just about anything tastes good. Right? You give me a TGI Fridays. Yeah. You know, give me a Joe Crab Shack. Just, just anything. I wouldn't mind some fried shrimp right now. Wow. All right, peacemaker. Well, not popcorn shrimp. That's just dough and it's fried breadcrumbs. Guys, women in their 70s and 80s are more adventurous in bed. They know every time could be their last. Thanks. That's from Kulky Culkin, Mm. also known as KG in (laughs) O-Town. That sounds like a statement from the mayor of the villages. You know what's good on the beach? A nice fried grouper sandwich. A fried grouper sandwich. I love grouper. A grouper pull boy. Well, usually you're so happy to be there that just about anything makes it makes it better. We were at um, Cocoa Beach, me and my sister. When I was down in Orlando, went to Cocoa Beach. <laughs> Weird. Sounds like it's about to be story time. And well, I like story time. Well, my my uh, brother-in-law and the nieces were out on the beach playing, and we went <laughs> yeah. to get a drink. Sure you did. Yeah, I just had a nice po' boy grouper sandwich. Did you? What makes it a po' boy? Yeah, it's on French bread, and they put it on with uh, lettuce, tomato, some onions, some sauce. That sounds good. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So the story was you had a sandwich. Somebody, Tim said anything (laughs) tastes good on the beach. I just said I'd bring up a grouper sandwich. I'll try it next time you're on a beach. See if they got a group. Well, I intend to. Yeah. Uh, Doug uh, Munganess is the sponsor of the 7 o'clock hour. StLouisAcura.com and AltonToyota.com is where you will find them. And you know where you'll find Ken Strode on July 8th, Jack? Having a po' boy. Munganess, St. Louis Acura, maybe having yeah. a po' boy. Uh, for one Saturday only, July 8th, come test drive and buy a car from Iggy at Munganess, St. Louis Acura on Manchester from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Enjoy a meet and greet with the honorary salesman of the day, Ken Iggy Strode. And yes, he will be signing. Glossies have been made for every car purchase. Munganess St. Louis Acura will donate $200 to the Megan Meyer Foundation, creating a world where bullying and cyberbullying no longer exist. Support a TMA advertiser as well as a great cause. All at once, it's Saturday, July 8th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Munganess St. Louis Acura. Ken Iggy Strode selling cars like Larry David and Curb Your Enthusiasm, mm. brother. If you go out there and set some sort of single-day sales record and you see what kind of commission you could make if you did that full-time, would you consider changing jobs? Wow, 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 You may not see me the following Monday. Wow. I can see why. Yeah, that can be a lucrative career. Two of my brothers, Skip and uh, Steve, sold cars at Dick Dean. Yeah, sold you your Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. Made and took gold. advantage of you, too, made, didn't he? Made two grand off me. He's a hell of a salesman. <laughs> <laughs> but it takes a special... <laughs> your brother took you for two grand. Yeah. It takes a special It takes a special person to be able to sell cars, and Mungan does it better than anybody. Guys, that po'boy story was another great edition of Hi, I'm Ken. Here are some words. Well, see you later. Doug, that comes from Arbor Day. <laughs> and I bet you want a grouper sandwich right now, don't you? Not at 740. I wouldn't mind one. God, that sounds horrible. It's I could eat the shrimp, but not the grouper. <laughs> Guys, Mr. Licks's idea of a great vacation is not having to pull over on the trip down to Branson to pour coolant into the radiator because the minivan overheated again. That's from the Warson Woods Wacko and Doug. They are at each other's throats. It feels this like it, yeah. I had a minivan issue. I was telling Doug this morning if I could word vomit and walk stage left, if you guys don't mind for a couple minutes and explain it. You say walk stage west? 
left, left, right? Isn't that where you you just get off the stage, right? Yeah. Well, you're not going to get off the stage now. You're going to take center stage. Center stage. Right. I'm going to take center stage and then exit, and you guys can react. So, I'm Mike. Blow my nose real quick. Yeah. <laughs> what? You, you're going to blow just, your nose. Just, you interrupted his story. He just can't handle another story. I'm not going to trump your story. I promise. Not that even that great. I'm hyping it up a little bit too much. Sniffle if you want. As Ken goes out and blows his nose, so Madison took the kayak, our fishing kayak, out to Creek Core Lake. Okay. And so she did that yesterday while I kind of hung out. I was super tired. Remember, you had so to work, took, you didn't go. I had two sound stories and then yeah. obviously wanted to take a little nap. Mm. So I took the van this morning, which has our kayak rack on it. And so... On 40 going to 270, the, the rack falls off of the van. Oh, how fast were you going? Well, well, well. Going about 40. I'm t- just, I luckily wasn't going, you know, 70. I was taking 40 to 270, so I had that little curve. Taking and it flew off. To 270, right so there. from 40 just to 270, Ballas. just past yeah. Ballot, just past Spady, yeah. just past Ledoux. Yeah, the hospital there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it flew off, and she forgot to tighten it when she got done with the kayak. You loosen the rack, mm-hmm. get the kayak off, and then you tighten up the rack to well, tighten sure it up onto the bar. Absolutely. And that was not done. Oh, no. Luckily, the van is fine. Nobody went behind me either, which could have been fatal. Really brutal. Yeah, they yeah. would not. That would not have been fun. But yeah, so that was my minivan story. Did the did the rack fall off in the middle of Highway 40? Uh no, right now on 270 exit. 270. But yeah. on the road or on did the road on, on the road and rolled to the shoulder. So and what great did you do? Is, Slam it's on durable. The it's durable as all hell. Nothing broke. Slammed on the brake, put the emergency blinkers on. Got out of the car. Got out of the car cuz it sounded like my bumper fell off. So I thought, "Oh, we're going to have a situation here." Did not realize mm-hmm. that the racks fell until you I saw them. picked up the rack and we put it back on top. Put it in the back. Was not pleased with that morning start. But luckily, everything is okay. Everybody is okay. Yeah. You call Madison and read her the riot act? No, nah, she's sweeping. But you will read her the riot act later. I'll use this later. Yeah, when you need something. When I'm turning on the video game. Or I may be pass. going golf and playing 18 today. That's when I'll... Or your ball striking? I think I want to play. I just don't know where. Oh, no, you don't know. Oh, I don't know. I just want to. What time's our sound story? 1130? Uh, probably 1130, I okay. guess. Yeah, it's 1130. Yeah. If you make your own driving mistake sometime, you might want to bring this up at that point. Sure, I'm pretty good Keep at it holstered, baby. Keep it holstered. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can keep it holstered at uh, Big St. Charles Motorsports. 2023 Kawasaki Jet Ski Watercraft. Now on clearance. Starting at eighty nine ninety nine at Big St. Charles Motorsports. That's right. New 2023 Kawasaki SXR 160s are now only eighty nine ninety nine down from an MSRP of $11,599. Don't miss out on a savings of $2,600 and class-leading performance. Come see us at Big St. Charles Motorsports today in St. Charles, Missouri. 2023 clearance Kawasaki inventory is limited here at Big St. Charles, so don't miss out. The price does not include manufacturer surcharge. And add $400 for cash purchase offer subject to change without notice. Some restrictions may apply. See salesperson for details online at BigStCharlesMotorsports.com. On board with the show. The name of the game is supporting the sponsors. Support the sponsors. Big St. Charles Motorsports. Text in to our EDF group text inbox, 314-881-TMA5. Email in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email today. The morning after at InsideSTL.com. John Denton, MLB.com. Jackson, is he joining us today? 
Uh, I believe so. Just waiting on a text back, but... Okay. Uh, and Taylor Twelman will be with us on Balloon Party at 10.30 for his weekly appearance on Tuesdays as the Doggies got a big win on Saturday. And, Doug, they are at the top of the table. You like that top of no, the table? I like first place in the standings. Top of the table, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. First place in the standings. You know. Well, soccer. let's just call it first place in the soccer standings. term, table. Nice. I understand it, but I, didn't, I don't necessarily like it. Is it really a talk, soccer term? I was just kidding. It is. Oh, yeah. Like when you go to the MLS page and you click on the page, it doesn't say standings. It says table. And when you scroll down to the Western Conference, the doggies are tied with LAFC in first place. How do you do, mm-hmm. friends? Table pitch. Why does it have to be that way? Why, I, does it have, why do they have to be different? Surrendered, wasn't it? Or abandoned? Draw instead of tie. Is that different? You yeah. wonder why people, casual fans, can't sink their teeth into it. Mm-hmm. Well, for them, saying standings and tie is different to them. You know, maybe in Europe. But yeah, we're, we're talking, not in Europe, are we? I think I'm with yeah, Doug. I think this is American soccer. <laughs> right. This is not European soccer, to where those are common fair vernacular terms used. I just think it's very. very it feels forced, but I do like pitch. There's a couple that I do like. Why would you like that? The pitch. I think it sounds very What sense does elite. that make, a, a pitch? It makes no sense. A pitch is when you throw something. No, or I don't Or you give like. a sales pitch. Nil, you're you're nil. throwing your information at them. It's zero, zero. It's yeah, nil, nil, nil. I don't like nil. I don't like kits for uniforms. <laughs> I about wore my pepper kit today. Pepper kit. What is yeah, that? The, the, oh, yeah. What do you yeah, got at the dotum from our yeah. listeners? One of the best, if not the best, listener gift that we've ever received. And, and Iggy got one that says genie. <laughs> yes. Six and nine. Is there a soccer term? Is it called? Oh, God. Just well, say whatever comes to mind. <laughs> Side piece? Side piece? No, sir. Set piece. Set piece. What is that? What's a set piece? Like a free a, kick. A side Corner piece kick. is like a, a mistress. Free kick. Right? Side piece. Mistress. It's like setting up for an out-of-bounds play. Just call it a free kick. Doug? They do, but the set piece is what the other ten players are doing. Okay. is shared by me and the Apache. I think they're just, just sitting there covering the balls, aren't they? No, that would be the de- defense. The offense is in a set piece. And you know what else I don't like? Instead of general manager, we have a sporting director. Lutz Fannenstein. Lutz. <laughs> I know. He's, he's a sporting director. He's done a great job, a fantastic job. But I don't like the title. Sporting director? He's the general manager. Stop this nonsense. How are we supposed to know what the guy does when he's a sporting director? That sounds like someone at the YMCA. (laughs) I'll handle all the sportings. Cut that off. I'd love to handle all the sportings. I would, too. That would be a great gig. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's sporting? I'd like to handle her. Uh, so get involved on the program with your uh, sporting stories. The morning after at InsideSTL.com or text in 314-881-TMA5. Ken Rosenthal this morning on The Athletic. Anybody read this column? No. Nurse, nurse, no. nurse, nurse. I wish. I love Ken Rosenthal. Uh, the title of the column is the following. Enough caution. Cardinals need to consider bold action at the trade deadline. Doug, uh, the Reds lost again last night, and the Cardinals are... 
coming, Trelaw? Trelaw, Trelaw. Trelaw, they won five out of eight. Uh, they, uh, I think it's five out of seven. Is it five out of eight? Five out of seven? No, I, either I way. I heard five out of eight, but I can't. Uh, they're 32 and 45. They're eight and a half back. The Brewers are actually now in first place after the Reds. Winning streak came to an end. They now have lost three in a row. Milwaukee's won two in a row, which I think might be the longest winning streak in the National League Central this year. Cardinals eight and a half back. Pirates five and a half back. Cubs three back. Reds half game back. So, Ken Rosenthal writes a long story this morning on theathletic.com. I would recommend reading it. Uh, I will uh, read an excerpt here. Splurge in free agency or tear it down. Those are extreme courses. I do not expect the Cardinals to pursue either one, but barring a massive turnaround, the best path moving forward probably is one or the other. The Cardinals under President of Baseball Operations John Mazalock are not unlike the Yankees under Brian Cashman. Successful by any reasonable measure, but not as successful as their fans would like. Nine postseason appearances in the past 12 years is an enviable record, but the Cardinals have not won a playoff series since 2019 or a World Series since 2011. And this season, even though they've won five of their past seven, qualifies as a crash. On May 20th, while the Cardinals were in the middle of their only true hot stretch, I said on the Fox broadcast that I would not be surprised if they won the NL Central by 10 games. Oh. They moved five back that night with a walk-off victory over the Dodgers. But since then, they've gone 12-18, and 18, failing to sync up as a team and falling eight and a half back uh, in the division. Their chances of winning the division title. Doug, what, pers- what, what math do you think the chances are? This is actual math. This oh. is an opinion. Uh, what do you think it is? Eight uh, percent. Eleven point one. Not bad. Eleven. Not bad at all. Okay. Um, and those are actually better chances than the Padres and the Mets of winning their respective divisions. The Pirates collapsed after a strong start, drop in a fourth place. The Reds' rotation probably is not strong enough to sustain their current run. The Brewers can't hit. The Cubs, with two of the top three ER leaders in ERA leaders in the NL. Marcus Stroman and Justin Steele and three capable veterans behind them might actually have the best shot. As things currently stand, the obvious choice for the Cardinals at the deadline, the safest choice would be to trade their top potential free agents, Montgomery, Flaherty, and Jordan Hicks. Mazalak, meeting with reporters in London on Friday, said the following. The message to our fan base is that we're not looking to blow this team up, but we are looking to find ways to improve this team. The question Mazalak ultimately have to answer, though, is how to proceed. The conservative Cardinals-like plan would be to sign Montgomery or a comparable starter, replace Flaherty and the retiring Adam Wainwright with other free agents, and supplement the bullpen. The team then would bank on its younger hitters to emerge as stronger complements to Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arnato and envision 90 wins as again within reach. The problem with that blueprint is twofold. Do you like when somebody I don't, says I don't like the word twofold. It's kind of like Roman numeral one, and then A need... will be one-fold, and then B will be two-fold. We don't need that sort of organization. The Cardinals under owner Bill DeWitt generally do not spend heavily in free agency, and Mazalek in the past decade rarely has spent wisely. In December 2015, huh. the Cardinals made a strong bid for left-hander David Price, who signed with the Red Sox for $217 million, a record at the time for a starting pitcher. The near-miss stung in the moment, but the Price deal proved the kind of albatross the Cardinals have been successful at avoiding. John Carlos Stanton's refusal to waive his no-trade clause to come to St. Louis and play for the Cardinals in 2017 was yet another example. I mean, think about those. Yeah, Remember they got, that? They got lucky. They got lucky. You're exactly mm-hmm. right. The Cardinals' largest free agent contract remains. The seven-year, $120 million deal committed to retain Matt Holliday in January of 2010. The biggest deal they have awarded to a player not previously with the organization came in December 
on the five-year, $87.5 million investment in Wilson Contreras. The Cardinals' relative lack of spending for a team that regularly draws $3 million can be viewed in one of two ways. On one hand, Witt and Mazalek deserve credit for steering clear of the kind of contracts that can leave an organization hamstrung. On the other hand, Witt appears to be an owner willing to spend just enough to keep the t- team competitive but no more. In 2019, the Cardinals opened the season with a $162 million payroll that ranks seventh in the majors. This season, their opening day figure was a franchise record $176 million, but that was ranking only 15th. True, some of the teams above them invested poorly, but as spending accelerated under a new CBA, the Cardinals did not keep pace. So let's assume their priority this offseason will be to sign at least two free agent starters. Even if some of the pitching prospects appear ready, they will have to, right? They're not going to get Shoei Otani. They're not going to get Julio Urias, and they're probably not getting any of the other prominent starters who might be available, pitchers like Aaron Nola, Eduardo Rodriguez, and Marcus Stroman. They probably would be looking at pitchers like, well, Jordan Montgomery and Jack Flaherty. Shopping on the second tier mitigates risk as a fine strategy as long as the choices are sound. Just this season, for example, Nathan Eovaldi, Michael Walker providing far greater return and bang for the buck than Jacob deGrom and Carlos Rodon. The problem for the Cardinals is that their recent modestly priced equivalent was Steven Matz. Mazalek made a fantastic trade for Goldschmidt, then signed to an extension, and then did the same thing with Arenado, who is under contract through 2027. But his free agent decisions over the past decade, the latest being Contreras, have been problematic. Dexter Fowler, Mike Leake, Brett Cecil, and we could go on. Yeah, we're going to name 15 others. Thank Andrew you. Miller. We probably could. If a team won't spend at the top of the market and repeatedly whiffs on lower price pr- choices, then how can it bank on free agency as an answer? Imagine how differently this Cardinals team might look if Mozilla could leverage some of his young talent to acquire Pablo Lopez and or Sean Murphy. The Cardinals are deep in young outfielders and pitching prospects, but they held on to them all, failed to upgrade the rotation, and made the questionable decision to replace Yadier Molina with Contreras. Some of those young outfielders, Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill in particular, have now diminished in value. Perhaps Mazalak became gun-shy after his ill-fated trades of Randy Rosarena to the Rays and a six-player deal that brought back Matthew Libertor, Sandy Alcantara, and Zach Gallon to the Marlins for Marcelo Zuna, but virtually every top executive is guilty of such blunders. Drafting and developing remains the Cardinals' specialty. Both Athletics' Keith Law and Baseball America ranked their system ninth best in the majors before the season started. So if a free agent splurge is unlikely, why not make a push for even more young talent and move Goldschmidt in addition to the more obvious trade candidates? And if Goldschmidt goals goes, why not Arenado in the offseason? Sounds like too much. I know. Mazalok in his first comments Friday all but said it would be too much team averaging 41,000 and profiting greatly from the adjacent ballpark village should seriously think twice about ever resembling a tanking club. But if only as a thought exercise, let's consider how such an idea may play out. Goldschmidt's due to hit the open market after next season. He's still performing at a high level, if not quite as high as his MVP season last year, but he'll be 37 in the first year of his next contract. Make him available for two pennant races, and the return almost certainly would dwarf what the Cardinals might get for any of their other trade candidates. Remove Goldschmidt from the equation, and Arnado might be willing to move, uh, might be willing to move, wave his no-trade clause, just as he did with Colorado when the uh, Rockies did not build around him. Arnado, after finishing third in the MVP voting last season, has regressed both offensively and defensively. 
Perhaps the losing is getting to him. He's more emotional than Goldschmidt, but he's still only 32, still a well-above-average player. His remaining guarantee after this season, $109 million over four years, is perfectly reasonable for a player of his caliber. Trading him would not be a salary dump. Arenado would bring a quality return. The Cardinals would not need to acquire only top prospects, or would need not acquire only top prospects. They could target major leaguers as well with the idea of retooling quickly. They followed such a path, albeit in more limited fashion, at the 2018 deadline, trading Tommy Pham, Luke Voigt, obtaining uh, Giovanni Gallegos and Genesis Cabrera, and ending a three-year playoff drought the following season. Without Goldschmidt and Arnauto, the Cardinals' remaining core would include Jordan Walker, Nolan Gorman, Lars Newtbar, and Brendan Donovan, with shortstop Mason Wynn and pitching prospects such as Gordon Graceffo, Tink Hentz, Michael McGreevy on the way. The Cardinal payroll flexibility would be immense. Mazalek would be well-positioned to maneuver in free agency. Every team in the NL Central boasts a strong farm system, law at all five in his top 13. Cardinals fans might not trust Mazalek to operate deftly enough in either the trade or free agent markets, but DeWitt extended him in uh, February through 2025. Ali Marmol, who is manager, also bears responsibility for the team, is under contract through 2024. Crazy things happen in this game. Mazalek... <clears throat> he dug that. That was not me. That, that was written him. in there. Okay. How did he Fired spell it? A H E M. Okay. You like that or not? Well, I don't mind it. Fired Mike Schilt as a manager after a 91 season in 21, but there is little reason to believe DeWitt is even considering dumping Mazalak. The same goes for the possibility of Mazalak firing Marmol. A change in managers would be the Cardinals' third in six years. Patience and stability are Cardinals' hallmarks, but the way this season is trending, some serious self reflection will be in order. A splurge in free agency or tear down of the roster might be out of character, but the team's typically measured approach is not working out so hot either. Time to find some better solutions. I was going to read the excerpt. I just read the whole thing. That was my plan. Okay. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. If you didn't, uh, you can email me, tmccurnantinsidestl.com. Okay. <laughs> That's if they did not enjoy That's it? That's correct. I'm trying okay. to take the shrapnel away from the producers yeah. this morning. Uh, so, Doug, uh, what do you think? Uh, they do need some pitchers to build around. There's no doubt about that. They need some pitching. Um, I would be really leery about trading Arenado since you've got him for a couple more years. Four more years. Yeah. Uh, Goldschmidt, as much as I'd hate to see him go, if you could get a quality starting pitcher and something else for him, I guess you'd really have to consider that. If you lose both those guys, just what do you have for offense? I mean, you'd have one of the weaker lineups in all of baseball if you dealt both those guys and didn't get a significant return. Because they're the they're the offense. In the, the the, in, the short, in the short term, you you absolutely would. But yeah. as, he, as he points out, you still would have some big time bats in Walker Gorman, uh, and then Mason Wynn coming up. Uh, you hope you hope they're big time. No, I understand, bats. but I mean, so so here's how I evaluate. I said this yesterday on 101. I actually placed the bet this morning. Cardinals are plus 850 to win the National League Central, and I put not a crazy amount of money on it, but a nice amount of $10, money. Ten thousand dollars. Uh, smaller than that. That's Jackson's size, oh. actually. That's Jackson's okay. uh, size. So I, I bet that this morning because I do think the Cardinals have a better than 10 percent chance to win the division. It's not because I think they will win the division. It's getting price. Uh, for that play. With that said, they're plus 5,000 to win the World Series, and while, you know, you could just do a little spec bet for the fun of it, I just don't see that happening. So it depends on where you come in on the team. And the team, to me, is one conversation. The National League Central, as Rosenthal outlaw, uh, outlines, is a totally different conversation. And the National League Central is up for grabs still, in my opinion, 
because the teams around it, as he said, the Cubs would be, in his opinion, the best team. From my standpoint, it's the Reds, but I certainly understand the criticism of the Reds. The Reds are going to have to go Colorado Rockies on teams in order to win. And by that, I mean they're going to have to win 11-9 to a bunch of games. Um, but I would like the Cardinals' chances there, which is why I, I placed the bet. But again, what is your goal? That let's be liberal with the chances of winning the division, and let's say they're twice as much as what the data actually shows, which would bring it to 22%. So still, it's it's about a one in five. And then what is your goal beyond that? And is your goal just get into the tournament um, like 2006, 2011? The problem with that is the market, and I think to an extent the franchise itself goes, let's just get into the tournament because we saw 2006 and we saw 2011. And then recently, non-Cardinals-wise, we saw the Phillies make their run as the sixth seed. So if you can just get into the tournament... From my standpoint, the issue at the moment as far as the tournament goes is how do you feel about the Cardinals starting pitching, navigating the quote-unquote tournament? So unless you are willing to go out and get one of those big names that's available at the trade deadline, whoever they may be, do you really feel like, I mean, let's say the Cardinals are in a best of three or best of five. Who are your first, I mean, Michaelis is your one, if, if, you, if you can set the rotation up that way. Yeah. And then who is who's getting the ball for... You'd count on Flaherty having a good day. You know, he's on, <laughs> right. he's off, he's great, he's not so great, and I guess Montgomery would be your third guy. So that's kind of where I go. Yeah. The defense rests. Yeah, you got to get some pitching to be a serious. I think contender. you trade Goldschmidt for a pitcher and a prospect. I think you got to build a team for next year. And I think when you look at Steven Matz and Mike Wiff being the only two starters, you got to you got to focus on maybe building a little bit of a rotation beyond this year. I think this year is done. I, I realize the numbers. I, I don't see us making the playoffs, and I certainly don't see us winning a playoff game, even if we slide our way in. And I, I think management in the back of their head has to kind of know that as well, right? I know you can be optimistic, and you have to be in those situations. But in terms of a business, you got Goldschmidt. And I, I think that was a perfect article. It kind of broke down what Goldschmidt would provide, a two-pennant race style uh, years for a team, and that gives a lot of value to him. And he's still producing. I don't know why you keep him on a 80 win team, and then you go to next year. You have two st- you have two starters, one of which is now a premier bullpen guy. I know. I, I don't get it. I know they haven't been in this situation very often, but when was the last time the Cardinals traded their best player? Crappy teams do that. They have They're not done team. that in uh, Bill Dewitt's ownership era. Yeah, so it doesn't happen often. Yeah. Even though they have a bad year, if they do that, they're basically saying, "Well, we're building for the future. We're not be good. We're not well, going to be that good next the year." The Cardinals too, haven't so. had a season like this in Bill Dewitt's ownership. That's what I'm right. saying. It's been a while since they had that. But they've, they've traded some guys who have become the best players on well, the yeah, teams they went to. The last Rosa five years, they've done like three yeah. of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but not a, not a current star. They really haven't done. I thought Rosenthal on the reluctance to trade prospects is exactly what I have talked about for years is putting these prospects on a pedestal and locking them into a cage. I mean, like, you Fabergé can't... Fabergé eggs is oh. what Joe Strauss used to call and them. It's a, right? it's a great term. I think he was ahead of his time when it comes to that. They, that's all they do is covet these prospects. If you could have got a Pablo Lopez with a, a Tyler O'Neill style of package in the offseason, I, I, why wouldn't you? I get that one year in 2019 or 2020 from Tyler O'Neill are going to carry him till 2025. I am telling you, and I, I will continue it. to say it, and I think it's something we might wind up talking about a couple of years from now, whether it be not getting Sean Murphy and then choosing Wilson Contreras 
or just going out and signing Wilson Contreras. It was such an, and again, I said it in the moments, this is not message board revisionist history. It was, not only was it uncharacteristic, but it was such an odd pivot from the guy they obviously wanted to then potentially have an albatross contract like you have. Now, I never saw it coming in the first month and a half of the season. I didn't see that coming. But Wilson Contreras at $87.5 million, when the market, his agent was pushing to get three years, and then the Cardinals came over the top and did five for a guy who wasn't playing a whole lot of catcher with the Cubs relative to how many games he was playing, it was it's it's the kind of deal that can play a role in impacting the franchise and their flexibility for years to come. It it really can. And it might sound, you know, hyperbolic and get it up on Instagram and TikTok and get some likes, but that's that's mathematically for a franchise that also running parallel to it could be revisiting how they distribute games. Uh, to its fans via television, and then the kind of revenue that's coming in, having those two problems coexisting are major issues when you're in the 21st, 22nd market in the country. It's a real thing. I know people don't necessarily want to hear it. They just want to yell the wallet. Um, But if you actually break down both the revenue side and the expense side, it is a significant, significant issue. I wonder if instead of trading Goldschmidt and or Arenado, in a really drastic case, if you could deal a bunch of guys, Flaherty and Montgomery, to contenders right now and get good prospects, uh, O'Neal, DeYoung, either Donovan or Edmund, preferably Donovan, uh, Burleson, all these guys, if you couldn't make a series of trades and somehow make yourself so that you could still be a serious contender next year. Next get year, enough get a, pitching out of the out of those five or six guys for a couple of quality pitchers that could make you a contender next year. I think next year's roster, and I know you can point out Walker, Goldschmidt, and Arenado as you know, and potentially Gorman. Although Gorman's been miserable the last thirty games, this is going to be a rough roster. It reminds me a lot of what the Blues are going through. It's like bad contract that you have to keep. And there's no trade value for a Pareco. There's really no trade value for a Flaherty or, you know, the types of guys that you want to get off of your roster like there was four months ago in the offseason like Rosenthal. So they, I, I just don't know. I don't see a path of next year without making major trades. A Goldschmidt. I don't think trading both Arenado and Goldschmidt. I think you need to loosen up what you have. I, I'm with you. You got to get rid of some of those dead weights that are not allowing, you know, a Luke and Baker or a Mason Wynn to play every like to play consistently. I don't understand it. Well, some of those guys could be valuable pieces to a contender this year. There are a lot of there. There could be a team out there that's you know desperate for a shortstop. And as much as we bang on DeYoung, he is on a pace to hit 25 or 26 home runs and play a pretty. I think he's only made like three errors all year at shortstop. The guy who he's a little you- bit better player than we give him credit for. He could he could have some value. Jordan and obviously Hicks has Donovan Donovan has value. He's replaceable with Edmund almost anywhere. And I think Montgomery and uh, Flaherty could have some value to a contending team looking to add another starter. You know, you're not going to get their best prospect, but you might get somebody that's useful. I think Jordan Hicks would bring a lot more than I think we would think because of the fact that how valuable bullpen guys, in particular like that, can throw 104 miles an hour 
are in the playoffs. Now, he may not be a closer, but he's a guy who played the seventh and eighth inning. Now would be the time to now, do it because he's the perfect time. pitched better right now than he has his entire career. We've he, seen how inconsistent he is. You know he could have come back down to earth in about three weeks. If Probably. you want to trade somebody, you don't need a closer on this team right now. You can do closer by committee. There are teams that do that all of the time. You, it, it, that's... That's not any any different. Although than a lot of closing teams. has been the big difference, and that's the main reason why they're in last place. Yeah, but they're going to be in last place. Let, let's not sugarcoat that this team is is done. I mean, it, it's unless a major move to spark it this year, this team is more than likely just going to kind of fizzle at that, you know, third in the NL Central, maybe 78, 80 games. Well, they are seventy seven games, and they're almost to the halfway point. Correct. So where they are is, is not really fluky anymore. Oh, my God, we're all just happy to have a bad season at the same time. This is probably who they are. Yeah, the firing a shill and the the demand to keep Ollie Marmol is very confusing as well. And that kind of goes, yeah. kind of gets swept under the rug. Your there. thoughts, plenty of people giving them, 314-881-TMA5. You can give your thoughts by texting into the EDF group text inbox or emailing in. The morning after at InsideSTL.com for our Design Air heating and cooling email. The day Design Air is online at designairservice.com, the official HVAC provider of TMA, and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Uh, new uh, new podcast up today, Doug. Right, Jackson? You posted it? You did it I hope he posted it. Yeah, Gosh, he did. Sometimes he doesn't. Yeah. Huh. Uh, it's uh, titled The Psychology of the Hate Listen. Oh. A gentleman calls himself not Caller Adam. Wanted to know about the hate listen and then hate following on social media. Why do people hate people but then follow them on social media? <laughs> yeah. And I got to tell you, I like the question. I didn't really have an answer. Jackson Jackson actually yeah. gave his uh, his theories. Design Air Heating and Cooling is online at designairservice.com. If you run into any problems with your air conditioning, all you got to do is go to designairservice.com and you click on the Book Now tab and you'll be working with one of their service techs quick, fast, and in a hurry, it's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. Doug is a client. I am a client as well. Say, friends, why don't you become a client? It's Design Air Heating and Cooling. And Iggy, I see temperatures in the hundreds on Friday. Uh, what do we have with the Strodecast presented by Paramount Men's Medical Center? 314-720-8210. Call them for a free initial consultation, free first treatment, and free gift. It's Paramount Men's Medical Center. Iggy, what do you have? Summer's back, boys. Summer's back, boys. Oh, it is. Mm. Had that cold front move in. and had a couple days in the 80s. It wasn't much of a cold front. Well, it went down 10 degrees. That's a cold front. Yeah, it went from 98 to 88. So, summer's here. Today's going to be, it's going to hit 90 today. And then as we get closer to the weekend, we're may top 100 for the first time this year. Really? Wow, 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 wow. Get that AC done. I I see like 89 and 90 degrees is coming Saturday and Sunday. You're, th- you're thinking we might get to 100? Well, after the weekend. After the weekend. Then Doug, I see like 91, 92, 93. Doug, I see Thursday 99, Friday 100. You do? I'm not seeing that. Yeah. Oh. Well, apps are different. That's why you got the Strodecast. <laughs> but Doug and I are on the same app. That's we are. Con- that's confusing. I got... You got the same app and are two different temperatures? Yeah. yeah I got... What is Thursday Saturday, saying? 89... Thursdays is up to 98. Yeah. It didn't say that a second ago. <laughs> it didn't. I looked right at it. moved to the market. I read right. Yeah. I guess they are listening to it. Wait for the stroke cast. Move it, boys. So 100 degrees. Well, that's no good. Well, it's summer. Yeah, but that's still pretty hot for summer, huh? Yeah, it is. 
It was over 100 on Saturday. It's from Steve and Wilder. He's a chairman. You heard some of that weather they've had in Texas. It's been like 105. And, and it's a dry heat. God, yeah. brutal. Yeah. And the real fields were like 120 degrees there for other conditions with humidity and everything taken into account. You can't even actually, that's weather you can't even actually go outside and enjoy. <laughs> Hard to enjoy it, you know. Uh, Doug Larry Nickel has thoughts on wrestling, and he's with oh. us. Uh, good morning, Larry. Why, hello, Nixie. What's up, Doug? Well, not much. How are you? I'm doing great. All right, then. Hey, what's this you can bring about the weather? Uh, okay, <laughs> we'll stop worrying about the weather then, if you tell us to. No, I'm not paying. Why are you complaining about the weather? No, I'm not. I like summer weather. I like some, you know, hundreds pushing it, but yeah, I much prefer summer weather to winter. Okay. All right. Since we agree on something, let's talk about last week. Okay. What happened on the presentation last evening? Well, that was supposed to be a uh, quote unquote summit between the six female competitors in this Saturday's women's. Yeah, that's right. They compared it to uh, Gorbachev and Reagan, Doug, and yeah. they get together in Geneva. Is that right? I don't remember exactly where it was. And they did. They did a very similar summit uh, last night on the WWE, right, Larry? Yeah, but toward the end of the so-called summit, all heck broke loose. Like what sort of heck? What? What sort of heck broke loose? Uh, they started beating up each other. Oh. Well, that never happens in wrestling, does it? An interview gone bad. It was not an interview. It was like, it was like, a, it was like a summit between the six competitors. They, like I said, all heck broke loose. Everybody beat everybody else up. That's unfortunate. These people have, have nasty tempers, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll start with <laughs> the man, Becky Lynch, punching Trish Trash in the face. Oh. Does she like that nickname? The man? You wouldn't think so. Well, I think she dubbed herself the man thanks to two-time Hall of Famer, 15-time World Heavyweight Champion, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Oh. Because his saying is, to beat a man, you got to beat the man. And baby, I am the man. Rolex time, 24 hours, camera, it's been your pleasure. Oh. Nature Boy, Ric Flair, Larry. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Trish Stratus is back, you say? But I thought she retired years ago. She did, but she came back for one more run. Okay. Well, good for her. Anything else happen of note on the presentation, I mean? Yeah, because Ronda Rousey is now a triple crown champion after she held the Raw Women's title, the SmackDown Women's title before they got retired. And now she's a Women's Tag Team champion. Okay. Nice. That's a great and, win. And she went up against Raquel Rodriguez. I have their tag team title match this Saturday in London. And Ronda Rousey won by pinfall. Okay. The writers must like her. Doug, how many times have we discussed oh, this? Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> Larry, do you have the uh, top five countries in the world at your disposal? Yes, I do, too. Thanks for asking. Okay, let's hear them, please. Number five is Ireland. Okay, nice. Makes sense. Good to hear them. Number four will be Geneva. Is that a country? That's <laughs> a city, Geneva, Switzerland. Well, I didn't want to say that because might, you guys might talk about chocolate. Right. Nice. Swiss chocolate. <laughs> what? what a great... Okay. 
Doc, it's a non sequitur fest. What in the world is going on? <laughs> Number three will be Jolly Old England. Okay. I'm starting to think you're making these up as you go. <laughs> what, Doug? Never mind. <laughs> Number two, Canada. Number one, wait for it. United States of America. Yeah, that's nice. That nice. build-up, too. Mm -hmm. Larry, God bless you, and God bless these United States of America. Yeah, God bless America. There Go ahead, Nick Larry Nickel here, wrapping up our Munganess St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota 7 o'clock hour on the Ryan Kelly Morning After. You're welcome to email in the morning after at InsideSTL.com for the design, air, heating, and cooling email today. John Denton, MLB.com with us in the 9 o'clock hour. Taylor Twelman with me and Jackson on Balloon Party at about 10.35. Stephen Wilde left a mic drop yesterday. Uh, he was not happy he hurt with, himself? With, with me or Jackson. I could tell he he, he dialed it back a little bit oh, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor's he orders. Me, he accused Jackson of being a virgin on the air on <laughs> ESPN and me being friends with everybody on the team, so I won't criticize the team. He kind of lucky that he has a beautiful corner building, like corner apartment. Unit? Oh, Unit, no. thank you. So, like, I, I couldn't imagine him being in like the set, like in the center of the hallway with two neighbors on right. each side, and He'd him just giving a scolding take, talking yeah. about a producer, about his virginity. Nice. Have you been up into his rack? Up into yeah, his we place? went up there, uh, or I went up there after the salt and smoke. Kind TMA of that, day at the ballpark. Oh, yeah. yeah, that in between from after the show before the game started. Yeah. Nice uh, place. Some, it's beautiful. Is it? Literally, the patio is looking over the game. You can see. It all like it's free tickets pretty much there. So it's beautiful. You can see the game from there. Oh, the, a lot of the outfield wall. Crisp, yeah, it's pretty cool. And he was telling me the fireworks, you know, that go off on home runs. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to hit it when they hit each base. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. That's no. what I said. And Teddy didn't notice it until he lived up there. Yeah. So yeah, when you they, they it's supposed to hit when they hit first, Whoa. second, third, and home. Isn't that cool? Yeah, but who's watching it can set off the fireworks. I, that I didn't ask. I just thought, next time I'm at the game, which probably won't be this year, but next year when I go to a game, Those fireworks I'm going to check that out. They get set off out in center field? I think so. Doug, do an expose of this on Sports Sunday. Yeah, I, it's it's a, good, I don't work there anymore. It's a feature piece. I'm not there anymore. You I just the guy who shoots them off? I don't know that I've ever seen the guy that shoots them off. I, I know that no one has, so this would be a great feature. Yeah. Where are the fireworks coming from? Yeah. Now, now this story has legs. Yeah. I've never really seen a guy with the, you know, the Bic lighter lighting the, the fuse on the fireworks. Yeah, I don't think there'd be. We should be giving out these ideas for free. <laughs> yeah. Local yeah, yeah, Richard School's going to take it for the <laughs> fan show. He doesn't work at 11 anymore either. <laughs> Still. Could you name the sports directors at the local TV stations? I'm not even asking Martin. you. Martin's there. Frank. Frank Cusimano's still doing it. Is that correct? Yeah. And then who is uh, now at, who replaced. Uh, uh, Brian Kennedy. Brian Kennedy. Good Irish kid. Yeah. Uh, and then who's at Channel 11? Dan Issa. I think the Channel <laughs> 2 guys do the Channel oh, 11 right? sports. I think they do. Huh. I'm surprised that they would try to cut costs. <laughs> yeah, it I just doesn't make sense. You need about eight sports, Catherine. What did you do, about a minute and a half? Okay, Plowsy, <laughs> that's enough. Uh, KG and O-Town's holding you accountable. You won't have to cross paths with them tomorrow. He says, why are you scared to chase the tough stories, Doug? That's yeah. from KG and O-Town. I, I thought that was a fun... I never knew. I don't know how many people know that the fireworks go for each base when the player hits no. it. Uh, Chairman Steve says it's three booms, 
one for each base, and then they finish on our chest when oh, he gets home? Gosh. I think they do. It was probably tough for Marcelo Zuna with Euro step around third because then you don't know when to uh, hit it. Or Scott Rowland would fly around the base. Dude, Boy, he did he run fast. He would run full speed. Can you imagine trying to? O'Neal does too. When well, we don't healthy. get to see too many yeah, of those. Sorry. Yeah. But when he does, he sprints around. I just see him doing light, brisk jogs in the outfield and street clothes. <laughs> it's just kind of surprising <laughs> that you never really see a guy hunched over a firework display area ready to light him off. Because he's got to be ready at a moment's notice, right? I yeah, bet you he can't he take was, a break. They I go off you, every time there's a home run by a card. Yeah, yeah. I bet you he was loving the McGuire days. He was just li- I mean, you probably had to use two Bicks. Is it possible there, there is no guy? Is there, <laughs> it's possible there is no guy, and it's just like a computer that they hit a button and it goes off. Well, if you would do this damn story, we could find out. Yeah, Doug, we need to know. It could be a three-parter. It, it is time. Well, we're journalists here. We could turn it into a radio presentation. Call Jane Pauly Sunday morning and kind of get a tag team expose on this. Yeah. Kind of get that national brand. Jane Pauly. <laughs> Guys, I think when Mr. Licks isn't working as the Cardinal Cowboy, Mr. Licks is the Cardinal Cowboy. Wow. That'd That'd be that would be so Redwood. funny. <laughs> greatest development of all time. He sets off the fireworks before scrubbing the urinals. That's oh. I shaved my balls for this, Sarah. <laughs> what do you think that job, Doug, pays? If it's a Which human show? being lighting home run firework, is it a salary position? Uh, probably a nightly job. Like, just like the ushers and the other... I'm thinking it'd be like, you know, Rocky, the uh, Denver Nuggets mascot gets like 650000 It'd be funny if that guy sneakily got like three hundred k just probably to light not. fireworks No, off. probably not. The more I think about it, the more I think it's it's probably some remote control thing, right? Where someone in the in the uh, press box just hits a button and the fireworks it's go off. It's all computerized, Doug. I'm sure it is. Too many people had mishaps. No human element anymore. Probably not. Uh, your thoughts on who's shooting fireworks all over Stephen Wildwood's chess? Uh, 314-881-TMA5 or email it in the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Mr. Licks has issued a response. Cardinal Cowboy, get Chick-fil-A. Didn't think so, and he just sent a picture in from his drive through line at Chick-fil-A. See, this is not, an, this is not, a, guy with, it's not a guy with money. It, is, it just isn't. What do the people with money get? They have their private chefs cook them food for them. Oh, do they? What he didn't say, he's going through the line to pick it up and then grub-hubbing it to somebody else. Oh, no, so he's like Buzz? No, I think he just started his delivery. I mean, Looks like the Brentwood one. Doug, now he sent a picture of himself drinking Evian. Yeah, well, he's he's money. He can afford $2.85 water. I bet he got the Grey Poupon that he dipped in his little chicken nuggets in just to feel sophisticated. Why don't we start some TMA bottled water? Not a bad idea. That's the biggest scam in the world is what? bottled water. So we could start. We could take it right out of the tap and and put our little label on it and sell it. All right, Doug, do it. It'd be as good as any other bottled water you so get, you wanna, right? Do you want to peel off the nuclear fusion thing we've been working on? Well, I'm both. Oh, nice. I'm hip deep into that, so you can't just stop it now. You know, the fusion is where it's at. I don't know. Liquid death is pretty good. And you what can is actually that, taste water? the difference, yeah. It's canned water. Yeah, it's in cans. Is it sparkling water or something? No, it's just water, but it has a... They do have sparkling versions. Of it. Well, mine wasn't sparkling water, just water. Iggy, you just unleashed scorn you didn't want. I'm calling in. That's from Mr. Licks. 
Ooh. <laughs> on the, <laughs> is it on the water? His take on water? Yeah, I have no job. idea. Scrub up job. <laughs> guys, Gersh is the fireworks guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's from a new poll. That would actually that. be a great story. <laughs> that could be. Yeah. <laughs> what if you uncovered that? Got to do something. <laughs> Local Emmys up to your neck. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Lix is actually the guy for the Cardinals game banging on the paint buckets, begging for tips. That's the worst in what's wacko. Those guys rule. Yeah, so that's what cool Mr. Lix does. I like All the right. saxophone guy. Uh, we will uh, take a break, close out the Mungan S. St. Louis Hack. You're Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. This is the Ryan Kelly morning after from the Michelob Ultra Studios.